Welcome to the Glory Mountain Church Podcast. For more information on our church and ways to support what God is doing here, visit glorymountain.com. Well, I'm excited um, in praying about what to speak today. You know, knowing this is our, our farewell for now and knowing that I'm going to be leaving one last word. I was thinking I should just share what's probably the most important thing in my heart and share a little bit of our story and how God's led us through um, these last few years. And I could just think of two main things that would probably kind of summarize and recap this little season of our life and just how we live life. And that's listening to God's voice and following him. And the fact that God can bring you through any season of life, no matter what. So I'm going to talk about those things. And I just think it's, it's so beautiful. It's, it's great that we did communion today because I'm going to touch on some of the things. And then it's awesome that Mark did that last song. Great is your faithfulness, because that's a huge part of what I'm going to be talking about today. But I mean, how beautiful it is that that little cup and that cracker changed history. It brought us into a family with God. You guys, we don't have to, like he said, make sacrifices. But even more than that, we are in God's family now. He's our father. We have a father now. We are no longer slaves. We are no longer orphans, but we all belong to God. And that is the most important thing that we can ever know is that he loves us. We're in his family because he loves us. And that pushes us, that moves us, that moves us forward. And that is like at the heart of who we are, Rachel and I and, and Ezra. And, you know, it's, 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 the, it's the center of our faith walk is knowing that we're in God's family. It keeps us going, and it'll keep you guys going through any season of life you're in, and I'm going to get to that, but man, just how wonderful, yeah, just that little cup and that little cracker, God invited us into his family and changed history, changed history. So let's get our Bibles out, because I'm going to go through um, some scripture here and turn to Romans 4, 3, and I'm going to be... reading out of the ESV, but you can still follow with me. Romans 4. I just want to talk about a man that was considered the father of our faith, Abraham. And, you know, he was considered the father of our faith. I, I, I kind of feel like you can almost even call him the founder of our faith. He, he or the founder of faith in general. You know, God told him something ridiculous that he was going to be the father of many nations and the guy was 100 years old and hadn't had kids yet. And so, you know, we, we kind of know, it's like, oh yeah, so he's, he's old. But, you know, to, to get rid of any doubts, you know, people did live longer back then. We have records of, of people living a lot longer. But clearly it wouldn't have taken any faith for him and Sarah to have children if their bodies were still able to do so, right? We wouldn't even be talking about him having faith if their bodies were fully capable of producing children on their own. So yes, he was 100. 
not capable of, of him and Sarah were not physically able to create children anymore. And if we think about the fact that they've lived this whole time and they haven't had kids yet, you know, birth control wasn't a thing that they had back then. So if they could have had children, they would have had a lot by now, right? God told Abraham at 100 years old that you're going to be the father of many nations. That's pretty out there. And he's called the father of our faith because he believed God and believed that he would be. So let's, let's start at Romans 4.3. And I'm just going to kind of, I've never really done this before, but I'm going to read and then I'm just going to interject um, after a few verses at a time. So Romans 4.3, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So Abraham moved God. Abraham was counted as a righteous man, not because he followed the law. Everyone that was considered righteous before Jesus was considered righteous because they followed the law, but he followed God's promise with his faith. And he said, I believe you, God. And that was what made Abraham a righteous man and changed what made what made someone actually righteous. He introduced faith in such a way that God said, this guy believes me. That is a good man. So Abraham did something that I don't believe had ever happened before. And I think that's why we call him the father of our faith now. And so, in verse four, where it says, now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So I'm gonna share our story in a little bit, but this just goes to show you, we can't do things on our own. God doesn't bless when we're renegades. Okay, when we're out there doing things on our own and we're not communing with him or we're not talking to him about the things that, we, that we're doing in life, when we're not praying, when we're not giving our dreams to him, when we're not giving him our finances, when we're not giving him everything of who we are and saying, Lord, my body is your body. Lord, my life is your life. And, and we just kind of go through life using our own hands to work. You know, that, that's going to that's going to be, you're going to be operating out of the principles of sowing and reaping, okay? Which is fine, you know? So if you live a good life on your own and, and you do good things, you know, you'll probably reap good things. But how many of you know that if you live and walk by faith and not by sight, that's a principle of the kingdom. And that's a way better principle to live by. Way better principle to live by. And it, like the scripture says, there's blessing in that. That's a gift, you know, if we do things on our own and, and things come at us in life, we can just know, well, I mean, that just happened just because. But when we walk by faith and not by sight, God bestows blessings upon blessings. There's a gift in that. 
He says, it's counted as a gift. God will go before you when you walk by faith, when you walk in faith. We're gonna skip down a little bit to verse 13. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. I looked up the passion translation for that last verse, for verse 14, and it says, for if keeping the law earns the inheritance, then faith is robbed of its power and the promise becomes useless. If we can obtain a promise of God outside of believing him for that promise, then there's no power in our faith at all. Believing God will do what he says he will do provides the power and it energizes God's promise. Our faith energizes God's promise and calls it into being. It said the promise to Abraham and his offspring did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So his faith was the delivery of the promise. When God promises you something, your faith, your believing that God will do what he said is what causes that promise to come to you guys. We can even say it this way. I feel like our faith gives God's promises a heartbeat. I feel like our faith is what energizes and causes his promise to come into being. He might speak it out, but whenever we believe that it's actually gonna come true and be fulfilled in our lives is when it actually becomes active and begins to pass. And we begin to see his promise come to pass when we're truly believing that it's going to happen. You know, and whenever we're, whenever we hear from God, whenever we, I'm talking about these promises. What I mean by that is if God tells you something, whether it be a word um, from someone else, let's say someone prays over you and, and they, they prophesy something over you. If you're reading the Bible and a scripture stands out, you know, like we're doing these uh, individual verse of the days, if you know something stands out and it really speaks to you and you feel like it's a promise specifically to you, um, if it's a dream of yours and you're praying and you're talking and asking God and you feel peace about it, you know these are those promises I'm talking about. These are those things that I'm that I'm that I'm mentioning when I'm saying the promises of God. These are the things that have already been written in Scripture. You know, the, the knowing that we are heirs of the kingdom, knowing that we are children of God, knowing that we're that by His stripes we are healed. These are promises we can stand on. And we can have faith in. So that's, that's what I'm referring to when I'm talking about promises. But how many of you know that God doesn't always scream out the answers? Right? It's the glory of God to hide a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it out. Are we kings and queens? It's our glory to figure out what God has called us to. It's our job 
to look with open eyes and open hearts and open spirits about all the little things that God, I mean, we can call them Easter eggs, right? Little Easter eggs that we can find, little nuggets that God places in our lives. You know, pay attention. When you see a number like three or four times in one day, pay attention to that kind of stuff. It's not hokey pokey weird, but seriously, God speaks to us. If you truly believe that he's interactive and he's not just up there, distant, high and mighty, away from us, if you believe that he's a good father and he cares about us and he wants to be a part of our daily lives, why would he not speak to you in all these little things in life? He's trying to get your attention. Sweet parking spots in the very front of a parking lot is from God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gift. If you pull up to like three different stores, you're doing errands one day and you keep getting that first spot, you know, God might be saying, you know, he's, he's, he's got some favor in store for you. Or he, he might be saying, you know, I'm, I'm putting you in front for this season. You know, who knows what it is? Just ask him, hey, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Check in with him about those things. You know, if you hear two, two words that sound really similar, you know, if, if, if you get, you receive words from individuals and they sound really similar, you know, talk to God about that. Ask him, hey, what are you trying to say? But, you know, so, so what I'm getting at is, is, is as these things, as these signs, as these promises come into our lives, talk to God about them. Let him, let him dig in deep. Let him s- settle into your spirit. And then you can grab a hold of those things and you can carry those things with you wherever you go. You can, you can write them down in your journal. You can, you can just solidify them in your spirit and that's gonna be something that you're gonna have. It's, it's gonna become substance. And like I was saying, you're gonna activate those promises when you start believing in them and you start knowing, God, you, you told me those things for a reason. And when you get into some dirty stuff and, and some nasty situations and it feels like, Darkness is surrounding you. You can hang on. You say, no, you gave me three front row parking spots, God. You did that for a reason. You know, whatever it is, whatever his answer is in those times when we ask him for those, what those signs mean, we can hang on to those things. And it keeps you there. It provides the grace that keeps you there. And you can say, no, God, you called me for this season, this time, for this situation, and you can hang on to those things. Amen? Amen. It's good stuff. Thank you, God. Verse 15. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring. Did you guys know there's a guarantee in the Bible? The promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one that shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. If you guys walk by faith, the promise will come. It says it right there in his word. If you walk in faith, if you believe God, the promise will come. It will come. It will come to pass. Whatever it is, whatever your hopes, whatever your dreams, whatever your mission is, Whatever your dream job is, it's gonna come to pass. If you have the faith, just, just believe in him. And it's not like some magic number. You don't have to have a certain amount that, you know, 100% exact faith. There's no, there's no measure 
to this faith. The Bible says he gives to each person a measure of faith. We don't know what this looks like, but if you just believe, you know, like the little, what is that with the jingle bell? Polar Express. Just believe, and you'll hear the little bell jingle. To all, guaranteed to all of his offspring, the promise rests on us. It rests on all of us. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. As he had been told, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. I'm going to read that last part again. That is like the most important Verse 20, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Did you guys catch that? He grew strong in his faith as he glorified God. Like Steve, you had said, you know, gratefulness, thankfulness, glorifying God in our situations. Deborah just preached about this um, the last time she spoke about Praise, you praise God in every situation. Put him first in every situation and your faith will grow stronger. You know why? Because you're seeing God and who he really is. I was just reading um, a book by Bill Johnson and he said, the enemy has never been a threat to God. It blew my mind. I feel like in every movie, there's a good guy and there's a bad guy, right? And they're equals. And at the very end, they always battle it out. And the good guy wins. But it was his hardest match yet. Do you guys know that the enemy is not even on God's level? He's not even comparable. There's not an almighty God and an almighty enemy. He's just, in one, in one word, the enemy would be gone. There is no equal to God. When we glorify God, it puts him in his place and puts us in our place that we are heirs to the throne. And you know what? He said that we are seated in heavenly places above all things, above that enemy that we sometimes glorify too much, don't we? He is not God's arch nemesis. Doesn't even come close. When we glorify God, it builds up our faith because we're like, you know what? The enemy is just little. He's, he's, he's naggy and he does all these little things that really bother us. But you know what? All power is in God and he has given us authority to rule and reign, to rule and reign. He gave us dominion over this earth. 
And as soon as we have the faith for that, as soon as we walk in that, the enemy will flee, and he does, and he does. And so Abraham was able to build up his faith in glorifying God, and he believed God would do what he said he would do. And that's what I wanna challenge you guys this morning. Believe God will do what he said he would do. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're, what you're struggling with. I don't know what, you're, what you wish would happen. I don't know what your dream job is, what your dream home is. I don't know, uh, you know how many kids you wanna have. I don't know how many kids you, you have that are, are walking away from the faith and you wish that they would come back to salvation. You know, I don't know it, how, how much pain you have in your physical body, but you know what? I know how huge God is and I know how capable God is. And my story is going to tell it all that, that there's no glory in, in, in me and Rachel besides the fact that we said yes. That's the only credit we can take. And that's the only credit you guys can take. There's no glory for us in this. The glory is in knowing that God can do what he said he, he would do. And that's the most beautiful and amazing thing. And it just further solidifies, like I said, that we're in his family and he cares about us. That's what it's all about. Why, God? Why would you do these things? Because he wants to, because he cares, because we're his family, because we're his kids. Wouldn't you do that for your kids? How much more would the best father of all time do for his kids? Build up your faith and strengthen it. Make it huge and massive and mighty when you glorify God and give him praise, and give him honor, even when darkness seems all around. Build up God. He'll, he'll dissipate the darkness. He's way brighter, way lighter than any darkness. If you're in the darkest room, all it takes is the tiniest little light, and you'll see it. Darkness can't hide light. It is incapable of hiding light. You can't get rid of how amazing and capable God is. Will you live your whole life like that? I challenge you. Let's live our whole lives like that. Let's be like Abraham. When God tells you something that seems impossible, we actually believe his word that says nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Do you believe it this morning? Are you strengthening your faith this morning? I want to share our story most of you guys know, but just for you, those of you that don't, and then obviously our story is growing. It's building. It's never ending. But like I said, I'm not taking credit for any of this, okay, guys? I'm not bragging about anything. I'm just telling you how God led us through this, these last few years to show you what he can do because he did some amazing things for us. You know, Rachel and I, we moved here from Maui, what was that? September of 2015. But when we were there, I was always looking for meaning. I would come home from work. I would get in the shower. And I just remember just like talking to God in the shower, like, what am I going to do with my life? I didn't always know. You know, when we first got married, I had no idea what I was going to do, what, how I was going to make our income, you know, what we were going to do for God even, you know, what we were called to, you know, I had a lot of questions. So I was always looking for meaning. And um, just one day, my buddy, he was working as a heavy equipment mechanic um, for a construction company. And he was like, hey, man, 
I'm kind of looking for a helper. Uh, you know, if you know anybody or if you're interested or whatever, let me know. And I was like, that sounds kind of fun. It was just different. You know, I was working in, in, in an office job. Um, yeah, doing other stuff, but um, not related to mechanics at all. Um, but I had always, I liked working my car and I, you know, I like tinkering and, and working my hands, but I never did anything professionally. But I was like, sure, why not? Let's just try it. So I go to the interview and the lady's like asking me stuff like, how am I qualified? And I was like, I just, I like to do this kind of stuff. But she gave me a shot and she hired me. Pretty amazing right there. God's already moving, right? So I get hired on as a mechanic helper and I'm just kind of learning a ton of stuff and, and, and really enjoying it. And I fell in love with mechanics. I fell in love with fixing things, getting dirty, working with my hands, and just figuring stuff out. When something comes to me broken and it leaves fixed, there's no greater feeling than that, right? The worst feeling in the world is when something leaves worse than when you started working, <laughs> which does happen. Man, it really presses on that am I good enough button, but which every man has. Um, but yeah, so I started dreaming. I was like, okay, God, I'm really enjoying mechanics so much. What does this have to do with life or anything to do with you even? And I started dreaming with him and I was like, what can I do where I can work on something, but it's for your good at the same time. And missions has always been a huge part of Rachel and I's, um, passions and, uh, our goals and our dreams. And I was like, what if I worked on mission planes? Planes that were in, you know, hard to reach places and, and needed somebody to fix them, you know, that are flying in Africa or, or, or tropical places and things like that. So I started talking to God about that and I looked into going to school, um, but there wasn't a school like that in Maui. So it was kind of just like, a, well, maybe one day we'll see where that goes. Kind of along uh, this same time, I was reading a book. I don't even remember what the book was, but I was just doing my own thing. And I heard the voice of God very clearly tell me to put the book down because he wanted to talk to me about some stuff. How many of you guys have ever had that happen where you're doing something totally unrelated, but God wants to say something? He really did. He really wanted to say something. And I'm so glad that I, I listened. I put the book down and I, I just kind of opened up my spirit. And um, right away, he showed me kind of the globe, the world. And um, really zoomed out, and he just said, Brian, the world is yours. It's waiting for you. It was super powerful. And I was ready to do anything and everything and just go wherever he wanted me to go if he was, like, calling me to a specific place. And then I hear the word Miramar. I don't know what that word means. I'm from Texas. (laughs) You guys have heard that word, Miramar. So right away, I look it up, and it's a marine air base in San Diego. That means nothing to me. Um, I don't think I'm going to join the Marines. So how about we just put that to the side? But I remember knowing it was very important, so I wrote it down, and I, I put it to the side. And so, um, yeah. So about a year later, 
Well, up, leading up to this, so Rachel and I, we had our firstborn, our daughter. Um, she got pregnant three months after we got married. And um, so we had her in 2013, Eliana. And so about a year after um, this word, she had passed away um, with medical complications. She was um, just over a year and a half years old. And it totally wrecked us, okay? I know we've talked about this before, but it totally wrecked us. We had no idea what to do. Um, you know, I, I tried to go back to work, and it just wasn't working. I couldn't focus on anything, and, you know, we were just a mess. And for a month, you know, we tried to stay in Maui and, and figure things out and just, you know, everybody else moves on. Even though it's the most important thing to you, everybody else moves on. And I'm speaking to some of you guys. I know we're not the only ones who's, who's ever gone through tragedy. So this is not woe is me, but, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to everyone that, that's, that has gone through something like this. But we were super confused and didn't know what to do. And so... Um, we had been praying about just kind of taking a little break and getting off the island. Maui's really small. There's only 140,000 people who live there. And, and so everything and everywhere we went reminded us of our daughter, and, and it just brought pain. It was really hard to, to go to the grocery store, to do simple things that she did with us every day. So we prayed, and Rachel um, asked the Lord, or just was really, we were kind of asking the Lord, where, where can we go? What should we do? And the place that she felt would bring the most peace and the place that she felt was the safest place on earth was with the Griffos. Um, she had met them in Israel on a tour, um, what, seven years prior to that? Something like that. So she had kept in touch and known them um, from that time. And I had met them a couple of times and knew they were super sweet people. Um, so we, we asked them, we said, hey, we're thinking about just taking a couple of weeks and, and just getting away from the island. Could we come visit you guys you know, absolutely, come on over. So um, w after we got our plane tickets and, and we were waiting to go, we were starting to kind of feel some transition coming. You know, like I said, it was really painful to be on the island and, and we were wondering if, if maybe we were gonna be called somewhere else. And so um, feeling transition coming, the night before we got on our plane to go to San Diego, um, I thought, you know, I was, I was still thinking about school. I was like, well, maybe this is my chance to go to school, you know, because I, I had quit my job and, and was kind of open to whatever was next. Um, but I got on the computer. Mark, can you do that little thing with me? No? Okay, can't do it. It's all good. Um, I got on my computer, and I typed in, Aircraft Mechanic School, San Diego, just to see if there was one. Because like I said, there wasn't one on Maui. So I was just curious to see um, if there was one in San Diego that, you know, maybe if we did happen to move to San Diego, just because we were coming to visit, that, you know, maybe we would stay and, and I would go to school there. Would you know that when you type in Aircraft Mechanic School, San Diego, Miramar College is the only school that pops up? And that word from a year ago, from a year past, that I had no idea what it meant, instantly came into being, activated. And that word has changed our life completely. 
totally changed our life. We knew before we came to visit that we were probably gonna be moving to San Diego. What are the odds? Miramar College and the one place we were going to visit for a couple weeks is San Diego where Miramar College is. So as you guys know, once we moved here, I started attending right away. Um, just another amazing testimony. We landed, and within 20 hours, God had provided us with a job. I didn't even look. We just kind of left Maui. I didn't even look for a job before moving. I woke up at like 8 a.m. that morning, went on the computer looking for a job, and by noon, I had an interview. At 1, I went to the interview, and I got hired that day. Again, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, when you're doing what God has called you to do, he sets you up for success. I didn't have to do anything. You know, I didn't have to do anything. Just follow him. We said yes. We just said yes. And, you know, this whole time we've been here has just, you know, been amazing. It's, it, it, we started low, and now we're just getting higher and higher and higher. We're moving from glory to glory. I remember sitting in these chairs, and, and, and you guys would be preaching about, you know, the goodness of God and, and how amazing God is. And I remember sitting there feeling like, no, I don't agree. I was in pain, guys. We moved here. I was in pain. And, you know, this is, this is for people that are, that are going through tragedy or pain or whatever it is. You know, get help, guys. Talk to somebody. That's what helped me the most. I talked with someone. I sat down, and I just shared everything I was feeling, and I let it all out, and I was super honest with God. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know if, if, if you guys... If anyone's ever told you not to do that, but just, it helped me. I was super honest with God. I told him everything that I was mad at him about, like for real, like really angry, very angry at him. I'm sure it, it, if he was a human, it would really hurt his feelings, but I think he's a big guy, a tough guy. I've apologized since, but I was very upset, but it was crucial in my healing. I really mean it. If you're feeling... Don't keep it in. Don't let it just stay inside. You got to let it out. Just let it out. Let out the anger. Let out the frustration. Tell him everything you think he's doing wrong. And pretty sure when you start to figure out, <laughs> he knows a whole lot more than you do. And then we have amazing son now, Ezra. You guys know. He's the man. I love Ezra. Call him Tank. <laughs> I love that guy. You know, I can't say that he replaced our daughter. I can't even say that I can't even say that, you know, God gave us him as repayment of our daughter passing. Nothing can replace her. But man, he's still been a gift. He's been an amazing gift to father again. You know, when, when you lose your, your only child, you go from being a parent to not a parent, you know, and that's kind of weird all in itself. And so to be parents again, to be loving again, to be nurturing again, oh man, that in itself brought us healing. And that's a testimony that I can share that God brought us Ezra. 
you know, and his joy and his happiness and his smile and his joking attitude. I can tell he's going to be a comedian. He's just hilarious. <laughs> but our life, these last two and a half years, I shared our life group. It wouldn't have been the same without you guys. Our healing wouldn't have been the same. If we didn't come to San Diego, I can't tell you where we'd be right now. And I can't tell you what kind of people we would be if it wasn't for you guys. If it wasn't for your prayers, I know that we were prayed for constantly. We could literally feel them. We could feel your prayers strengthening us and guiding us. And I feel like because of your prayers that we got these things, that, that job, that I did get that job, that we got Ezra, you know, all of these things that were coming to pass were us saying yes to God, but it was from the prayers and the support that we were receiving from you guys. You know, and a couple months ago, I was praying about what to do when I got finished with school because I was going to be done in May. And I'm like, I don't have anything lined up. I didn't even start on my resume yet. And I go into school on a Tuesday, and there's a flyer that says Boeing is coming on Wednesday. I only worked uh, two days a week. I worked halftime going to school. And Wednesday was a work day, um, but I went home. I talked to Rachel. I was like, hey, Boeing's coming. I don't know anything about it. I asked my teachers. They didn't know anything about what it was about. I said, but I really feel, feel like I should go. Went into work the next day. I asked them if I could take off early. And I went in, and sure enough, it was a presentation, a hiring presentation about some jobs coming up. And went to that, talked to them for a while. They told me to go home and apply for the job. I went home that night, talked to Rachel, and we prayed about it some more because I said, here's the deal. This is an awesome job, Rach, but it's not in sunny San Diego. It's in rainy Seattle. It rains 150 days a year, they say, in Seattle, which is about 149 more days in San Diego. So it's a little different. I've never lived north of Dallas, Texas in my life. So... <laughs> But would you know that Rachel felt peace and excitement and I felt peace and excitement. In our life, we always follow the peace. And that's something I can tell you guys, you gotta follow the peace. If you don't feel peace about it, then that's, that's for a reason. But if you feel peace and you feel rest in it and you feel God's in it, you know, press into that. And so, you know, we felt excited about it. So that night I applied. Next morning, I get a call. Hey, Brian, we're still in town. Would you come to an interview? Sure. Went to an interview. Feel like I had a good time. The next day, I got a job offer from Boeing. Within three days, the number one plane manufacturer in the whole world hired me. Praise God. But I'm... But again, it's, it's not about me, guys. This is about God. This is about what he can do for you. This is about how much he cares. What if I didn't hear the Miramar word? What if he didn't say it? Worse, what if I didn't listen? That one word changed my whole life, and I'm about to work 
for an amazing company because I said yes to that. Because I believed God would do what he said he would do. And I challenge you guys, it's the most fun way to live when you live by faith, when you just listen to God and you take it step by step. I can, I'm saying all this and it's all accumulated, but this was step by step. We didn't see everything all at one time. We just did one thing after another. I knew I was called to Miramar College. And you know what? I just went. I always saw Miramar College to the end and it was a blank page after that. I had no idea what was after that. No idea. God might give you a word and you don't know why you're doing it. You might not know what's after that, but he'll provide. He'll provide. Abraham went to the altar with his son, not knowing the end. God had said, sacrifice Isaac, the promise. Isaac was the promise. Without Isaac, there was no father of many nations. Isaac was the key to Abraham being the father of many nations, God calls Abraham to sacrifice his only son, not knowing what was after that. But would you know, he provided. He provided the sacrifice. You guys might not know what's next. And honestly, when praying about today, I was really feeling my spirit. There are some people here that are kind of at an impasse. And that's the only way I can describe it. You're, you're at a... You're at a point where you feel change is very near, where you feel like maybe transition is coming. I feel like I'm, I'm speaking to very specific people in this room where something has been building up and building up and building up and building up to a moment that is very near. And I want to prophesy over you guys in a little bit. But I feel like on the other side of the breaking point is breakthrough. On the other side of yes is blessing. Beyond your wildest dreams, God is a God of miracles. God is a God who makes dreams come true. I'm sitting in this room. I'm not the only person who've had my dreams come true. A lot of you guys have. And there's even more dreams to be fulfilled in this place. Dwayne, I know you still have many dreams that are gonna come true in your lifetime. But if I can leave something with you guys, walk that walk of faith. Say yes. When God says something, just say yes. It doesn't make any sense to try to figure it out on our own. Don't walk with just the principle of sowing and reaping. Walk in the principle of faith. And not knowing, not always having to know the answer. But knowing that your life is still going to contain the goodness of God. I have a few statements I want to speak over you. God can lead you and your family through any season. If you guys can receive this right now. God can give you one word that can literally change your life. Listen to every word he says. Why would he be speaking to you if it wasn't for a reason? Why would God tell you something 
if he didn't really want it to make an impact in your life. Listen to every word he says. Write it down if you, if you can. God can bring healing to you in, in your situation. Whatever it is, you might've gone through something worse than I have, but I can tell you, I have healing. Look at me standing up here. Who would have thought? And that moment when it was hitting me wave after wave that my daughter was gone and I wasn't gonna see her ever again, God brought me healing and joy and peace. I'm not mad at him anymore. You guys, I'm not mad at God anymore. He can bring healing to you in any situation you go through. This is for the future too. Life is not always nice. But your storm, your situation, your bad time, it won't last forever. It won't. It won't last forever. It will end. This too shall pass. God can bring the support you need when you need it and how you need it. God will provide for your every need. God wants you to listen to his voice and follow his leading. God will give you peace in knowing that he is taking care of you. God will provide opportunities and situations in your life that build your faith. God makes dreams come true. Know what God has called you to and take one step at a time. Oh, the joy of not knowing. Oh, the beauty and his mystery of life, isn't it? Would you guys stand? I want to pray over you. Rachel, would you join me up here? pray over everyone, but specifically, if there's anyone in this room that you're kind of at a breaking point where things are really stirring, a lot of stuff is moving, and you're feeling transition coming, you're feeling change coming, you're at a point where you just can't take it anymore and you're tired of something, I feel like there's a grace in this room right now that's going to cover you. And you, you guys are going to see breakthrough. And whatever it is, whatever your breaking point is, there's going to be breakthrough. If it's in your job, if it's in your finances, if it's in your dreams, if it's in your health, breakthrough is coming today, right now. And now I'm speaking for everyone. Breakthrough is coming right now. And I declare that over you guys. And God's going to give you grace to see it through. He's going to give you strength to, to know that he's in it. He's going to give you words that, that, that put your roots down so that you can stand firm and the wind's blowing. You'll be like a great palm tree. You just move a little bit, but you're not going anywhere because you know what God called you to. You know the word that he gave you. When God gives you a word, there's nothing that can stand against that word. There is no equal to God. There is no enemy to his goodness 
There is no end to his faithfulness. Let's just lift up our hands and receive. God, we just receive. We receive the grace, Lord. The grace to see it through. The grace to stand strong and stand firm, God. Lord, thank you for for leading us through every season in life, Lord. No matter what we're going through, no matter the good, no matter the bad, God, you are there and you are faithful. God, we, we provide the faith. You provide the faithfulness, Lord. We say yes. We say yes to all that you have for us, God. What a fun way to live, Lord, to not know what's next, Lord, to not always have to know the answers to every situation and every question in life, Lord, but we know that you are good in every situation in life, Lord. And so I just release your goodness over every person in this room. Lord, let it be manifest. Let it be tangible. Let it be seen. Let it be known that you're a good father. You're a good dad. You care about your kids. You care about your children, Lord, that there's no one in this room that was made by an accident. There is no one in this room that was made by mistake. Every person that has breath has breath because you're giving it to them, Lord. And so I just declare destiny over every individual in this room, Lord, that they would walk by faith and not by sight, God, and they would have the faith knowing that you can lead them through any season in the future or now through any season. You are capable. You are able. God is able and God is faithful and he will never leave you dry. He will never leave you empty. He will never fail you. He will always pull through for you. There's always an end in sight. There's never an end to your story. It goes on and on and on because his love goes on and on and on and on and never stops and never ends. There is no escaping his love. There's no increasing it. There's no decreasing it. It's constant. It's perfect. And it's always there for you. Thank you, God, for providing for us in every season. And thank you for the grace to see the breakthrough in everyone here in this place, Lord. I thank you, God, for Rachel and my life and leading us and guiding us through every season, Lord. And thank you for bringing us to this church and every person that's here that's blessed us and spoken over us and prayed over us. God, we couldn't be more thankful for Glory Mountain and the years that we spent here, God. If I pop a mark up. Thank you so much for joining us today and being a vital part of what God is doing in His people. We hope that this message impacted you and that you were blessed. We would love to connect with you about this message and what God is doing in your heart. You can email us at info at glorymountain.com or visit our website, glorymountain.com. You can also give online to support what God is doing at Glory Mountain. Have a blessed week.